All right, Sam, we're back. Uh, better late than never, I should say. You know, um, life, school, work, all that fun stuff got in the way. Uh, but hey, Sam, I know it's 12 days late, but you're still happier than ever. So I'll just uh, let you go. Go Chiefs, let's roll the intro. You're listening to In the Huddle with Sam Gold and Chris Rotundo. All right, everyone. Like Chris said, 12 days later, but when you got that trophy in your case, it doesn't matter if it's 12 days, 12 weeks, fuck it, 12 months. 12 months from now, we might have a fourth trophy. I don't know. But it happens, Chris. Uh, first year of the podcast, the Chiefs, we make it to the Super Bowl. It's great. You know, the Steelers had a great season. Uh, the Chiefs had a great season in 2020. Uh, we thought maybe it'd be a, a face-off in the championship game, but you know one of our teams made it. We lost though. We got killed by the Bucks, and then last year, I would say both of our teams had a pretty up and down season. Uh, but the Chiefs played the Steelers in the playoffs. That was fun, but then we blew it to the Bengals. And this year, a little bit different. I told myself. Since we lost that Super or since we won the Super Bowl against the 49ers, the next time we'd be hosting that tro- trophy is 2023. It's currently February 24th, 2023. Patrick Mahomes now has two Super Bowl rings. Uh, we've been to three Super Bowls in four years. Uh, the Chiefs have three total championships. Broncos and Raiders fans listening, we tied you. You don't have that over us anymore. And guess what? Within the next five years, I can guarantee we're going to pass you. So, Chris, I don't really know where to start. I know we've uh, we've been very busy. This is probably not the podcast. You'd be 12 days late. But since we won, it feels better, a little bit better, sweeter. Better I don't ever. feel as bad. I don't feel as bad since uh, these last 12 days I've been able to bask in the glory. Um, it's, just, it's just fucking great to know that it's the next season. I'm still going to go die hard every fucking year. But, like, it's just so nice to know next season – I don't have to be as tense. I can just sit back, relax, still root my team on as passionately as always, but just to know we got that one again, and we weren't this one-hit wonder. We weren't the Seahawks of the 2010s. We weren't the Packers. We weren't We were any of these teams that just was just a flash in the pan. We got two of them. We didn't just have one. We did it multiple times, and we did it in a year where the odds were against us. So, Chris... I have a lot to say about this game, but I feel like I've already been talking for the first three minutes of the po- of this podcast. So before I really get into this game, I'll let you talk a little bit about uh, Super Bowl Sunday. Well, I really don't have too much to say, being that it's 12 days late. More so just, it was a tale of two different halves. You know, the Eagles, they had good first half, awful second half. Chiefs had a pretty bad first half and a great second half. And, you know, uh, more importantly, the team that comes out hot after the half is going to be the one to win, and the Eagles completely collapsed. Well, their defense collapsed while um, yeah, that's really the biggest thing. And then, you know, the, the end of the game, you had the holding call, which 
I don't think if they called it or not, if they didn't call it, it wasn't going to alter the outcome of the game. I still think the Eagles lost, but I don't feel in a spot that big with the call that in the regular season, you see calls like that go uncalled that you can make that call. That's just me though. I don't think it would have altered the outcome at all by any means. I'm just saying, I just don't think that that call should have been made in that moment, even though once again, I will repeat myself. It wouldn't have altered the outcome of the game. Chiefs would have still won. That's probably the only thing. Um, but besides that, you know, Eagles, they have their franchise quarterback. They have AJ Brown. Um, their future is, their future is bright. I still think they're going to be a team to, uh, to be a big part of the NFC picture for years to come. And obviously as long as, uh, Mahomes and Kelsey are in Kansas city, they will always be a, uh, top two team in the AFC every single year. Yeah, like a lot of what you said. And uh, look, we won the Super Bowl, so I'm not going to harp on too many negative things. We'll get the one over with, like you mentioned, with the penalty. I think it's two reasons why people are so pissed off. Three reasons. Three reasons. If you're an Eagles fan, you're just pissed that you didn't get another chance to uh, have the ball when your offense was playing so well. Okay, that I understand. There would have been, what, 43 uh, seconds other- left? No, there's like a minute and 40 left, and they had timeouts. Uh, so... Look, people, if this was the other way around, it would just be, oh, this is so poetic. The Chiefs deserve this. Uh, How funny. The Chiefs have been handed calls all season, and now they get screwed over. That's so funny. That's what it would have been all over social media, Um, even though it's really hilarious that the Chiefs have literally been getting screwed by calls all season, especially by Carl Sheffers. I literally tried to warn everyone that Carl Sheffers is the worst ref in the NFL no one listened, and here we are now. Everyone's complaining about him. Um, look, if you're going to be mad at, uh, at the call at the end, don't be mad at Carl Sheffers. Be mad at James Bradbury because he held. I'm sorry, but um, he even admitted it. It was clearly – you know, I understand initially because the broadcast – really the Fox broadcast screwed everything over because they did not show the correct angle of the hold Um and that's what Greg Olson saw. And when Greg Olson uh, said, yeah, that's not a holding, uh, I'm sure everyone watching agreed because all they saw was that front angle. Um, when they showed up from the back, it was clearly a hold. I mean, Juju's trying to go in and out, and he just tugged him back to go out. And people saying that was an uncatchable ball, do you not realize that what that's what makes Mahomes so great is that Mahomes saw the hold. So he then threw it in the direction of Juju. So there's a more likelihood of it getting called. That's just quarterbacking 101. That's like the easiest thing to think of. So that's already, that doesn't matter, that argument of it's not a catchable ball. Second of all, if you want to be mad, be mad at the fact that Carl Sheffers missed a blatant holding call against Juju Smith-Schuster on James Bradbury in the middle of the second quarter. Um, be mad that he missed multiple false start penalties against the Eagles. I mean, the Ch- it was really Chiefs getting screwed the entire game. But I took, I was literally saying during the game that I'm not going to complain about the refs. I'm not going to make it uh, any excuse of why we lost. And the funny thing is that Eagles fans have actually been the uh, most respectful, um, the most classy fans the Chiefs have really faced in weeks. Um, and they are not, they are really not the ones complaining about the holding call it's the people that hate the Chiefs it's the Chargers fans it's the Raiders fans it's the Bills fans it's the Bengals fans I mean Bengals fans have still not shut up about uh the AFC championship game which is just funny to me but um 
yeah, that was pretty much the only negative I'll take away is just all that dumb shit surrounding the the holding call. I mean, sorry, be mad at James Bradbury. It's not our fault that a great Super Bowl had had a kind of a anticlimactic ending. It's not our fault. Um, anyways, we won the fucking Super Bowl. So there's that. And uh, honestly, I don't know. It feels weird. It feels weird. Like it just, it's crazy to me that we're, if Chris, we met in 2015. If you would have told me, we met in physics. Chris, remember every time <laughs> physics. What, we had wait, to make what? the we, had to, we met in a physics class. We had the period three. We had to make the roller coasters and everything. Of course, of course. Oh that my was... god, I got like a seventy on that. Anyways, um, like Chris, don't you remember me telling you and telling so many people that I met freshman year of high school that I'm a Chiefs fan and just like why the fuck are you a Chiefs fan? Like, I could have picked. I picked the most random team I could have possibly picked when I was five years old. And we're sitting here, what is it, 16 years later, and the Chiefs have two Super Bowl rings in four years. Like, what is going on? Like, I couldn't have expected this even back from four, five, six years ago in high school when we had Alex Smith. If you would have told me this would be happening. I mean, it just feels numbing. Like, it's just it doesn't feel real. It's crazy. Um I have to like pinch myself every time I'm watching the Chiefs because they're really that good. And uh, this game, I mean, it's nice to know now that I can look back at multiple times in my life, not just why. I mean, you dream as a kid who's never seen a Super Bowl victory just to get that one. You know, don't don't leave this planet without seeing your team win at least once. And to have it twice now, Chris, I'm sure you can speak to this when you saw Big Ben win it a second time. Uh, against the Cardinals, and then even go a third time against the Packers, even though they didn't get that one. I mean, it's honestly insane. I mean, I don't even know what Patriots fans feel. They have fucking six of them, but they feel entitled. True. I mean, look, I I would feel spoiled. I mean, I already feel spoiled enough uh, coming from Trent Green, then Matt Castle, Brody Croyle, Tyler Palco, Tyler Figpin, Brady Quinn. Kyle Orton and then Alex Smith were, you know, they were good years, but you know, at the end of the day, we knew we weren't going to go to the Super Bowl, and it was just heartbreaking the playoffs year after year. Um, it's fucking crazy. It's fucking great. I grew up in New Jersey my entire life, and I'm a Chiefs. Like it's the most random thing I could have chosen, and here we are today, and I couldn't be happier. The game itself was, it was weird, Chris. I was kind of, I was kind of calm the entire time. I was, I was a lot more nervous during the Bengals game, and I was kind of just sitting back, enjoying the Chiefs being in another Super Bowl. And it was fun. It was high scoring. I, I felt more comfortable because it seemed like we were able to score easier. Um, our defense certainly had its issues uh, in the first half, but um, the fact that you know, I was definitely nervous watching Rihanna in the halftime show. It was just in the back of my head, like shit we're really down 10 points right now like we there are the odds are really not in our favor like we're gonna be one and two in super bowls now and in the last four years and i really felt down but i knew the second we scored that touchdown coming out of halftime okay this is gonna be a game for the rest of the game and we scored 24 points in the second half we held the eagles to 11 points i mean if eagles fans or not even eagles fans people really want to pinpoint where the eagles lost this game and it wasn't the holding call it was the sequence where the Chiefs scored first coming out of halftime. 
And then we took a 17-play drive against the Eagles. The Eagles had a 17-play drive on offense. We held them to a field goal. Then we went down. We scored another touchdown. And then we held them to a three and out. And then Kadarius Tony had the insane – I mean, just – that will go down as one of the best plays in Chiefs history easily. Kadarius Tony's um, punt return leading to the wide-open Skymore touchdown – if you really want to look at where the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, it's that exact sequence of a few drives in a row right there. I mean, that's that was the turning point. That was fantastic coaching. Uh, I think this was possibly Andy Reid's best coaching ever, uh, at least in the second half of the Super Bowl. I think it was his best coaching job he's ever done in his career. Um, I mean, Chris, we had Jet Chip Wasp to be our famous play uh, when we won the Super Bowl against the Niners. This time we had corn dog. He called the play corn dog. If you're not, if you don't know what I'm referring to, it's the wide open pass to Kadarius Tony for the touchdown. Just a beautiful route. But he called it corn dog. This is what we're working with right now. Absolutely insane. I mean, it's just a Food dream makes state. Every- Food makes everything better, man. I mean, I've been with that motto for <laughs> my entire life, and look at me. Do you like corn dogs? I don't think I've ever. I've only had one once now. I, yeah, like I've it. I've had one when I was really little. Like, I I remember I was in elementary school. I just don't remember. That just seems I, like such an Andy Reid food, like just a Midwest. I don't know. Like that's such a fair food. Want to go grab some corn dogs before we go on the Ferris wheel? Like I don't know. Just, I I feel like they're like average. I don't think they're anything crazy. I mean, yeah. will but I like, will I ever have one again? What Probably made him not. think? <laughs> Let's go get some, get one sometimes. <laughs> All right, that sounds weird. I, I don't know what that means. All right, anyways, uh, man, it sucks. Well, this is the only thing that sucks about talking about it. Twelve days later, I feel like so many thoughts that were going through my head initially. I, I they're escaping me now about the Super Bowl. I'm sure. Look, we got a whole off season to talk about football and the Chiefs and everything. So I'm sure many different thoughts will come into my head. I mean, just props to all the rookies that played their hearts out again. Uh. Sky Moore got his first career touchdown in the Super Bowl. That's insane. Uh, congrats to him. Uh, Nick Bolton. I mean, holy shit. I, there's another penalty I was going to talk about. Look, I, I get it. It's kind of 50-50, but I thought that was a catch, and I thought Nick Bolton should have that second touchdown, but it's fine. I told myself while it was happening that they didn't call it a touchdown. I said, it's fine. I'm not going to complain about it, but watching it back, it did, it did kind of feel like a touchdown. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But Nick Bolton, man, I mean – I feel like he could have almost gotten MVP regardless. Uh, just such a crucial play. I mean, it was that play. It was the Kadarius Tony run back. It was the corn dog play. It was I'm missing a crucial play right now. Oh, it was Jarek McKinnon. I mean, when you have Chris, do you realize how much guts it takes when you have a wide open lane to score a touchdown? And you get to look back for the rest of your life and say, "Hey, kids, I scored a touchdown in the Super Bowl." And he took it upon himself to slide at the one to guarantee the Chiefs' victory. I mean, that is just you know, people Jared McKinnon. You're going to the Chiefs' Hall of Fame for that. People have been bringing that up, and it's like I would rather win than score. Exactly, and, and that's just such a to his head. Such a veteran, gutsy, like just a great job by Jarek McKinnon. Honestly, as great as it sounds to say you scored a touchdown in the Super Bowl, I mean that's going to win you so many more points right there, and. uh Jarek McKinnon, man, we we would not win the Super Bowl without him. Not even just in this game, but this season. Just 
just so many unlikely players coming together, young players, veterans, guys on one-year contracts, guys who maybe weren't as good last year that improved this year. Uh, Cough, cough, Andrew Wiley, like, Andrew Wiley, I mean, he just was getting torn up as the right tackle in that Super Bowl against the Bucs, and he had the best game of his life. There you go. I, there's something I forgot to mention. We gave up zero sacks to the Eagles. Zero sacks. That's another reason why we won. Insanity. Another reason why we won. Mahomes didn't turn it over. We've had turnover problems all season. Zero turnovers in this game. I mean – just so many fun, amazing things to take away from this game. Uh, so many guys that I'm so happy to see them get their first, some second rings. Oh, just, uh, yeah, I think this might, it's tough. There's a lot of great games out there, but I think this might go down as my favorite ever. So just honestly, a great Super Bowl Sunday. I'm going to be basking in this for the rest of the season, rest of my life, honestly. Definitely got to go ahead and buy some Super Bowl merch. but um. Yeah, overall, if I have any more thoughts, I'm sure we'll talk about it as the offseason goes on. But just amazing, Chris. And uh, honestly, just one of those. I This is what happens when the Chiefs make a deep run in the playoffs. Uh, these last few episodes, it feels like I've just been ranting for 10 minutes straight. So honestly, I'll, uh, I'll give the floor to you. We do have some news to talk about uh, as the NFL offseason has begun. But yeah, other than that, go Chiefs. Let's fucking go. Where do you want to begin? Where do you want to begin? We can do we can talk Derek Carr, Aaron Rodgers coming out of his uh cave. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I, I guess let's cave. start with Derek. I, I mean, we can start with Rodgers, we can start with Carr, we could talk about Daniel Jones, Honestly, 45 I mean, million dollars. That's crazy. Um, you Lamar, can start with whatever, honestly. I mean, I'll, I mean. The Rodgers thing, I guess we'll talk about that. I guarantee we'll finish recording this. Two days will go by, and then he will make a decision. But he came out of his uh, whatever it was. I don't even know. Uh, he's going to have a decision if he's going to return to Green Bay or if he's going to leave. Um, I have a, all this is going to probably lead to him returning for one more season and calling it a career. That's just my call. Derek Carr photo surfaced to him meeting with the Jets. That's at a restaurant somewhere in Jersey. He also met with the Saints. Uh, I have a feeling that Carr's probably. Do we know a restaurant? I have no idea. Okay. No, I've um, heard Jersey's now. I I just know it was somewhere in Jersey, but um... Allen Del Bar and Grill. <laughs> Could you imagine? God, just walking Derek Carr's there. But I feel I honestly feel that Carr will probably sign with the Jets. Jet fans are going to get all excited. Um, whoever they get is going to be an upgrade, and then the Jets will probably win nine games and be a fringe playoff team. Maybe can't even believe I'm saying that this early if they get Derek Carr, or maybe they'll just miss the playoffs. But, uh. With the, with the quarterback situation they had, they win seven games. Anyone's going to be an upgrade. Anyone's going to make that team better. Um, I'm flying through this really quick. Um, Lamar said he wants a contract. The likes of fully guaranteed with Deshaun Watson, which I would never do that simply because he's been injured. He can't play a full season. Um, he hasn't had that much uh, playoff success. He's won, what, one playoff game, two playoff games? He hasn't this had one, a deep yeah. run. He hasn't shown that he can uh, truly make a uh, championship run because he's either hurt or just doesn't show up. I know he has the MVP, but besides that, I'm not paying anyone that type of money um, unless it's a, it was a prime Tom Brady or it's Patrick Mahomes. No one else deserves that type of deal unless it's... It's interesting because like, 
without him, you don't really have a team. But at the same time, like it almost it works against him and in his favor. Exactly. He's been Cause, injured because yeah. availability is the best ability, first of all. So you could use that against him saying, look, like we love your talent, obviously, but you're only getting older and you've been hurt the last two years. We just don't know if we can spend this money. At the same time, but at the same time, it's playing, like, what are they, the Ravens going to do if they don't have Lamar? Yeah. Like they're not going to make the playoffs. So let's we'll see what happens with that. I mean, does he go elsewhere? Uh, I don't know. I have a feeling he returns to uh, Baltimore. I want him to return to Baltimore simply because the Steelers uh, pretty much own Lamar. They always have a game plan for him. So that'd be nice to keep on uh, owning him every, every single every year. Every Steelers-Ravens game ends 16-14. Every single one. It's it's It's, it's, it's crazy. actually crazy. But, um, yeah, I mean, whether I think he's going to stay... I'm going to look over at New York. I think Saquon, the Giants, they could, they could tag Saquon, and I think they could tag Daniel Jones. I'm I'm not even sure, but uh, I know DJ said that he wants a 40. No, you can't tag. You only can use the tag. No, uh, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Um, I yeah, I know. I I was saying like I think they have the option to tag uh, either one, but. You know, it's going to be uh, interesting because Saquon's probably going to test at the market. Daniel Jones wants $45 million. The Giants have all this cap space, and it's one of those things that, yeah, we know Daniel Jones had a good season, new coach, new success, but what, um, and he's kind of formed into a pretty good uh, NFL quarterback, you know, nothing crazy, but it's one of those things that he's not worth that type of money. He's literally just an average no. No, he he's literally. I feel just an average quarterback. He's gonna have good games. Gonna have bad games. Uh, he's never gonna win you a championship, and you're gonna pay him top dollar. Um, all your cap space. You know, Giants fans are sitting here saying, "Oh yeah, we have all this cap space, but where's that all gonna go? It's gonna go to two players: Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones. And then you're gonna be left with um nowhere near as much as you thought. So you're yeah, having all that cap is good, but right now Saquon isn't isn't being accounted for, and neither is Daniel Jones. Uh, those two new contracts. So. They're going to have to pay them. It sucks. Sorry. It it sucks because I think Giants, it sucks to see because Giants fans are like, they're full delusion right now. They're like, yeah, we got to keep Daniel Jones. He's the rock of this team. I think think you can move on. Eli Manning, the Eli Manning effect is honestly screwing Giants fans right now, like in the head. Like they think that they can pull an Eli and make a run in the playoffs with a guy like Daniel. I'm sorry. Daniel Jones is not Eli Manning. He's just not. Like, Look, Daniel Jones certainly had his best season, and I'm not saying he's bad, but obviously their defense improved. Obviously, Saquon being healthy and their offensive line improving made them better. Obviously, Brian Dable was a huge reason why they were better this year. Like, I don't get it. Like, if you have one, like, average to above average season as a quarterback, like, now you're just demanding top dollar. Like, why can't guys just accept that they're average or a little bit above average? And just it's because of the, it's because of the, uh, I'm putting this in quotes here because, well, not really quotes, but because of the, the jump he had, you know, new coach, Saquon uh, back from the ACL, healthy. But, I mean, he, he looked better because Saquon oh, was just there. Just because he didn't fumble it a million times. like Exactly. I mean, listen, And just because Kirk Cousins totally flubbed, uh, I don't know. I No, I'll give Jones credit. He was good in that playoff game. But still, it's, like. It's it's going to help Don't give him top dollar, back. Giants fan. You, I'm warning you, you now. Finally, you might be pissing me right now, but three years – you won't. You'll understand. Don't you'll, do it. You'll have. You'll have a legit uh, coach. I mean, if, if if they dare pay him, just say, I'll say thirty million or more. They're putting themselves in a huge hole. He doesn't deserve anywhere near that. And uh, yeah. you know, it might be one of those things that they're not going to move on. They're gonna. 
they're going to most likely pay him. Uh, but I would much rather pay a lot of other quarterbacks over him because I'm pretty sure you can get Derek Carr for cheaper. Uh, I think you can get Garoppolo for cheaper. Two quarterbacks right there I, who I feel are just much better than him. And uh, it's one of those things that they have decisions. To I don't make. know. Derek Carr's gotten a little, uh, gotten a little uh, bit of a diva uh, struck in him these last uh, couple months. Now I think I feel like Derek Carr might uh, ask for a lot of money. Maybe I don't know. We'll see. I mean, only time will tell. You know, um, we're at that period now when uh, kind of dry period. Things are going to start heating up. We're going to hear some talks, but it's a, it's that fun uh, point in the uh, off season when. A lot of speculations going around now, so only time will tell. And I, I, I'm excited for it, Sam. Yeah, um, trying to think if there's anything else. It's weird because it's it's really hard this time of year. You know, it's it is, but you know, we got some stuff coming up. We got the combine next week, which is fun. Um, that's when I really start to pay attention. I mean, obviously, I know the big names, you know, coming out of the draft, but I'm I no, certainly not one of you know a huge college guy. Um, but yeah, it's it is fun to watch the combine to see, uh, you know, because putting the combine on television kind of gets a fan to scout themselves as well, who maybe wasn't into college football. Um, they get to really see, oh, I would like to have that guy on my team. Oh, he looks pretty good. Like, you know, the stuff like that's pretty cool, and I like all the competitions and you know the forty yard dash and the benching, the the route running, the throwing and stuff. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. Um, so we got that coming up. We got free agency in less than a month which, uh, you know, we just talked about some quarterbacks and stuff. So a lot of that will come to light soon. Um, and then, yeah, we got to wait about five, six weeks till the draft. But, you know, we got some stuff. So it's it's not too bleak right now. Uh, I'm still feeling that Super Bowl. Uh, not Well, not hangover is not the right word because we won. So I don't really know what to call it. But, yeah, Chris, I mean, I was just uh, I was looking because uh, I've I really didn't want to miss any storylines. There's two things I missed from the Super Bowl really quick. First of all, that field was horrible. What Terrible. was that? They took two years to make the field. <laughs> it was the worst field ever. Like that was because I just saw like a highlight. I just remember everyone slipping. Uh, would you rather have the holding call at the end of the game or a wide open guy who just happened to slip? <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> You, oh, you, you put I don't all know that time I'm... and you make the world's shittiest field for the most important game. Yeah, that's bad. The second thing is I, I do want to actually give the Eagles credit. I put, I feel like we pretty much forgot to talk about the Eagles in this game. I mean, it makes sense. I'm a Chiefs fan, but I do want to give all the props in the world to the Eagles. I mean, their offense. Jalen Hurts had the game of his life. Uh, I was a big proponent of him being a franchise quarterback last season. I remember him and Tua. Uh, you were a little bit iffy. I didn't say they were going to be amazing, but I, I did think they were the they were the two guys for those two teams. Uh, two is a whole other story. He's just been terrible injuries after injuries. But I mean, Jalen Hurts showed out this entire season, and coming into this game, I thought maybe you know the coaching plus the quarterback of the Chiefs would outduel the coaching and the quarterback of the Eagles. Now I think we definitely get them in coaching, especially in the second half. But Jalen Hurts, man, I mean, if the Eagles would have won, he's easily the Super Bowl MVP. He was phenomenal. There were seven or eight times I just had my mouth open at how good the throw was. I couldn't even be mad. Like he just threw dime after dime. He had him he converted every single quarterback sneak. He had three rushing touchdowns, which is a Super Bowl record. So props to the Eagles. Props to Eagles fans. Um they were easily the most classy 
of any fan base this season for the, against the Chiefs, honestly. So definitely gained some respect for Eagles fans, which I didn't think I was going to say a few weeks ago. Um, but yeah, a lot of respect for the Eagles team. Like you said, I think they're going to be at least in the championship game, barring no injuries next season. They do have some free agency uh, or some free agents that might leave their team, which will hurt, but they still got a good enough for great coach, great quarterback where they're, they're going to be right back in the playoffs, making a run next year. So that's, that's all else I wanted to say about the Super Bowl um, that I realized I forgot about, but um, yeah, Chris, I think that's really good news and stuff. And uh, look, it took us 12 days to get back to this uh, podcast, this episode. But we definitely, you know, we got to keep it. We got to keep it consistent. We'll be here next week. I think we found that Fridays, right, Chris? Fridays are probably our best shot. Probably, yeah. Uh, episode. So expect it, you know, a little bit later in the week, maybe Friday, Saturday, upload. This is filmed on a Friday right now. So, yeah, we're going to keep trying to get you every single week. We still got some stuff coming up just because the season's over. And, uh, yeah, Chris, anything else to say? No, but uh, we'll be back next week, you know, a little preview of our uh... – you know, our record predictions, uh, some of our better right. calls, some of our worst calls. We've already been over it. We kind of know. I mean, I, I know a few, not everything. Uh, some were good. That's also so, kind of an end-of-season team recap, too, to see, yeah. you know, kind of just wrap it up. So, Maybe our favorite moments from the season, stuff like that. So some of my calls were uh, pretty bad, but you know what? At least my uh, preseason offensive rookie of the year, uh, Sky Morris, scored a touchdown in the uh, Super Bowl. <laughs> Did you actually say that? Yes, because I really thought... Damn, I, I don't remember who I picked. I think I picked I tr- like Chris Olave. I tried going off the good, board. But... I tried going off the board. You know, I I, well, I learned a lot. I learned a lot of valuable lessons, like never um pick the Chargers to have anything good happen to them with my coach of the year, uh, them having the best record in the NFL. So you know, I learned. I learned. It was a big learning year for me. I actually picked the uh, Chargers at eleven and six, and they went eleven and six. But I had them going thirteen and four. Yeah. I had uh, Staley being coach of the year. Um. Yeah. <laughs> classic. Just such a classic. I've already seen people picking Chargers to win the Super Bowl. Like Chargers Lions are the two, quote unquote. I don't know what is it. Underdog pick. It's not like how do you guys not learn? First of all, we'll get into the Lions this offseason. Guys, come on, don't fall for it. We all know the Lions are going six and eleven this year, and they're all going to disappoint us. You just know what's happening until proven proven otherwise. This is such a trap. For them to go nine and eight and have excuses why they didn't make the playoffs, have a young core, and you just know something's gonna happen. I'm sorry. I don't I don't mean to be laughing or anything. I don't want it to happen. I totally hope I'm wrong, but you just know the Lions are gonna disappoint until proven otherwise. They've given I'm us too sorry. many reasons I'm to sorry. uh to, to not have There's faith. The new charges in, uh, this year. Any, I mean, they've given us too many reasons to not have faith in anything going right for them. I mean, it's year after year with this. I hope not, though. I really hope I'm wrong, Jenny. Yeah. But, yeah, all right. Well, we got a lot of off-season to cover for the next few months, but um, we're excited for it. And, wow, we just completed our third full season, Chris. It's crazy. I'm going to uh, go cry right now. Yeah, August August of 2020 we started, and it's February of 2023. I was uh. eight. We were, we were, what, 18? No, 19. About to turn 22. That's weird. All right. Anyways, well. <laughs> math holy shit yeah there's math um it's funny how humans are just blown away by simple math but yeah here we are anyways yeah thank you guys for listening um we'll see you guys next week won the super bowl just gotta say that one more time out loud but um yeah thank you guys for listening we'll see you next week you know what really quick i'm just gonna shout out uh river craycraft and uh 
What a great season. I want to shout out Chad Hansen. I know you're out of the league this year, uh, but we still didn't forget about you. Don't worry. I saw you on Instagram the other day for some reason. I don't know why, but I think you were on my reels. Um, What? Yeah. I hope you – yeah, I don't know why Chad Hansen was on my reels, but I hope you get back into the league. Uh, The Texans and the Jets, they did you dirty. So, we still care about you. Shout out Brock Osweiler. (laughs) And uh, shout out CJ Spiller. All right. All right. Let's go. Very nice, Sam. Very nice. All right. All right. Uh, Have a good one, guys. And uh, talk to Isaiah Corral for me. All right. Have a good one.